first met this guest when having a beeper was like a thing. <laughs> we would see each other at random parties and shows around Long Island. I think our girlfriends at one point uh, in time were related. Um, eventually, uh, I would have the great honor of playing in a band together with him and share some amazing moments. He is, he is one of the most passionate, talented, and creative individuals that I know. From donkeys that poops, uh, pooped out cigarettes in Rob's basement, to playing shows at college campuses, to late night drives after brand practice and blizzards, to smoking uh, one too many Marlboro 100s one too many times, uh, to just having some good laughs. I would like to welcome a hero I call by their first name, Donkey. What's up, man? Thank you for having me. <laughs> my, my, my pleasure, dude. Um, that, that yeah, is, man. That is quite an intro, and I think you have to explain the donkeys pooping cigarettes <laughs> because, because out of context, that, out, out of context, that sounds so crazy. This was not. This was not a real donkey. No, no, it was not. A, it was. <laughs> It was not a real donkey. It was, it was. Uh, I think Chris, Chris's sister gave it to him. Maybe I think, and uh, it was like a cigarette dispenser. So you put in cigarettes. Yes, yes. Right. It, it was like a novelty item you'd get from uh, Spencer. You know, from Spencer, some hobby shop or whatever. Yeah. And you Spencer's and, in the mall. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And 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 the cigarette would come out of uh, of the donkey's <laughs> anus. <laughs> Oh, man. Was, uh, yeah, no, that was really funny. I forgot all about that. <laughs> yeah, it pops in my head once in a while. I'm like, was that real? Was that really a thing? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it really was. Oh man, dude. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, man. Um, th thank you for doing this. Um, you know, uh, as we spoke a little bit before, um, this is just made for you know, um. Uh, for learners of English or teachers of English to to just use as a resource in any way that they that they would like um, to practice, you know, listening to English or you know whatever you know what everybody would you know want to do with it. So I really appreciate you taking the time out to do this today. Yeah, it's really it's really an honor. You know, we've known each other for such a long time, and this is a uh, this is a great thing that you're doing. I, I'm I'm really into it, and I'm uh, excited to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Awesome, dude. Yeah, appreciate it, man. So, uh, so yeah, man. Um, do you remember when we we first met for the very first time? I don't know if I can pinpoint the like a like a date or or not a date, but like an occasion because it was one of those things where we I'd sort of see you around and see you know like the Brentwood crew around, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. like. Deja One shows and yeah. um, Wrong Way In shows and stuff like that, and uh, I think I think Sean Polly um, mm -hmm. was sort of like made friends with you guys first. I, I, yeah, I, I think right because he was yeah. like a, he was a little deeper into the scene. Yeah, he was really outgoing as well. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, and and then. I think it was. I think it was because our two our girlfriends were related. I was dating this girl, and her cousin was your girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And we ended up. We ended up chilling, and it was like I know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're the you're the dude at all the glass draw shows. Yep, yep. Oh man, yeah, dude. all you know? the glass draw shows. Yeah, yeah. Man. But there was like a it was like a Brentwood group. 
of you and Chris and Lee mm. and Nelson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. And, and, and that was, you know, I think from that point on, we just sort of, uh, kept running into one another. And one of, one of the things that like from going to shows back then, like if you, if you danced, like if you were on the floor dancing, mm-hmm. You kind of made friends with everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so floor. true. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, I think that's how I, I met people like Michael, Mike Cohen, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, like Chris Loverich and mm-hmm. Tom Anderer and all those guys was just through that. Yeah, you know. So, and I, yeah, go on. I was gonna say, can you give some context to what we mean by dancing? Because I, I don't want people to get the yeah we were we were right. like doing a like like pop locking or something right like right no it was way less cool it was way less cool <laughs> <laughs> so this was you know i mean um i guess it was mid to late 90s um mm-hmm. long island hardcore music which was kind of an interesting scene that was an uh, amalgamation of a lot of different kinds of music but it was really based in you know like heavy aggressive music um, and there was a dancing style, you know, some would call it moshing or slam dancing mm-hmm. at the time, at the time we called it dancing because mm-hmm. it was very much, um, kind of like flailing limbs and almost acro, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was kind of like, it was pretty violent. I mean, in, in the way that, you know, to an outsider, I'm sure it would look like a pretty violent thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was interesting, you know, because it was kind of like you did it, you, you kind of respected people's space and, yeah. uh, you'd, you'd bug out as these bands would play in these the breakdown, the breakdown, the breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> and these DIY, and these DIY venues and, uh, you know, it's an offshoot of punk, but it was very like, didn't feel like punk at the time. It was, it definitely felt like something specific, like hardcore, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, a good point. yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was, I mean, by the time I, I started going to shows, which was probably a little later than you, um, the Long Island scene was already, had already exploded, had already gone through like different iterations of explosion with like, you mm-hmm. know, VOD and yeah, that's right. Glassjaw and Style Majority mm-hmm. and, you know, so. Yeah, like Motive, Motive is really big. Yeah. Um, yeah, Millhouse, <laughs> Millhouse, yeah, and and that was you know, and and then there were like the smaller the the smaller tier bands that came yeah. later, like like you guys, your band Akin, yeah, and um, right. and Chris Loverich's band Strong Point. Strong Point, yep, yeah. Subterfuge, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and that those are became the the people that I sort of latched onto mm-hmm. at that point, you know. Yeah, man, it's nuts, man. Like just uh, just thinking about like, yeah, you mentioned like the DIY venues. And I remember um, it, it was, you know, because I, I kind of started going to shows when like the PWAC was like at its like, I guess, peak. And then it like got shut down. And then right. for a while, it was just like random. I remember, like Cool Beans, that, I think we saw each other a lot at Cool Beans, right? And uh, like in, was that Bay, like Bay, Baywater, wherever that was? on main street we did yeah and that was in bayshore and that's the town that's the town i grew up in so Mm -hmm. that was like that was huge deal to me because even though like i didn't really live too close to that venue i walked 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You had to go like past the graveyard and everything, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like a half hour walk, but I was mm-hmm. like, this is, you know, this is in my town. I'm going to mm-hmm. walk to the show by myself with a Walkman on <laughs> with my backpack. And yeah, man, there was a bunch of shows there. And then there was that other place, the swing set, which had like, Oh yeah. Which had bigger shows. Like we saw shy Hulud play there. Mm-hmm. Um, VOD played there. Mm-hmm. Glassjaw played there. Um, so yeah, it was, I mean, I, you're right. I, I definitely came in at like in that post PWAC kind of hangover. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, De- Deja One was definitely a big yeah. thing at that time too. That was the biggest spot, yeah. Yeah, um, and I think that we would. Oh, that's where we would. Oh, I would always see you guys because mm-hmm. that Deer Park train station out to Mineola. Yeah, the Mineola. That's where it was at. Yep, yep. Yeah, that was the that was the line. So we would go. It was like the only time we would ever go to the Deer Park train station. We would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no one yeah. ever went to the Deer Park train station, and we would see you guys <laughs> and sort of cross paths that way. And, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. That was that was such a uh, a convenient um, location, man, for us. Because yeah, just pop right on to Deer to the Deer Park station, and and you're you know you're in Mineola, like in what like 30, 30, 40 minutes or something like that. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, it was a quick walk. It really was. It was like I can't, you know. I think about it now, like on the Long Island Railroad, like that idea of hopping on like one Long Island town and then getting off in another Long Island town <laughs> and, and going to a show. It's like unheard of. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, if, if you're not going to the city or, you know, it, it just, I don't know, like there's just no use for the train. I, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was that. Those were the early days, you know, going to hardcore shows, wearing backpacks. Oh man, I'm, I I still rock a backpack out of just you know, <laughs> just I don't want to let go, man. <laughs> They're so practical. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Let, uh, you know, yeah, um, yeah, man. I, I kind of, uh, I guess, kind of sold out because I, I I rock. Um, what's the brand? The uh, Manhattan. Wow, well, fucking, I don't know the pronounce it, but with like the red patch. I don't know what the fuck is it called? I just oh, like the, the design. The like Swedish, the, the Swedish one. Yeah, M- M- Manhattan Portage, whatever oh, it's called. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were yeah. talking about. I thought you were talking about the uh, the Fall Raven one. Oh you know, no, I, I'm, you know, I'm not that you deep know what I'm in the game. About? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like but, the. I don't know if it's Swedish or Danish or whatever, but that's like. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. I remember we like it was like Jansport or just a no name backpack or something. Yeah, I, I yeah. was very, I was so into no name things. Like, I remember discovering like this Army Navy store in Rhode Island, where near like where my parents, some some of my relatives lived, and it was great because you could just get these bags with no brands on them, oh, you know, and like t shirts with no brands on them. I mm-hmm. remember being obsessed with like. <laughs> no, <laughs> not having a brand. I don't know why that was so important to me. It was big, though. It was at the time, you know. I guess you know, because you know, I guess um, just going back, just you know, to hardcore and stuff, um, and even like you know, because you you know, if you, I don't know if you want to get into it, but you you know, you did some you did some uh, hip hop stuff as well. You did some uh, some rhyming as well at the time, um, right? And it was just uh, yeah, going yeah. going against the grain, right? It was you know, because that you know at, at the time. 
brand was everything. Like we were, we were marketed to so hard. And and I think I think we, before we spoke, we kind of spoke about um, you know being a parent and stuff, and your kid not thinking you're you're cool or whatever. Um, but one thing that that made me think about too is like being the um, the the target of you know like brands to selling stuff, right? Like when we were going to shows, like we were like, what is it? The target demographic right. for, you know, new metal and, and, uh, you know, Jinko jeans and, you know, <laughs> you know, Stussy and all these other brands. And I think, you know, um, just, we were kind of like going against that at the same time. Right. Was, was that kind of your thing as well? Or, or was it some more, something else? I think that's true. And like, I, you know, like, especially back then, I think it was easier to fall into a type if you wore a certain brand. Like, yeah. now, now we live in this like postmodern hipster world where you can wear anything and look mm-hmm. any way and sort of, you, you know, you don't necessarily have to fall into a category, but there was very, it was very, you know, and, you know, I think everybody was sort of like, part of that being judgmental of you know labeling people according to like oh like there's the college white hat crowd and like yeah. <laughs> you know like that, that that kid's wearing like a you know like a football jersey or whatever yeah. so he's, it's like and you just were able you know you just label people so mm-hmm. easily you know just kind yeah. of like this this idea of like kind of defining your personality based on what you're what you're not rather mm-hmm. than like what what you are that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and, mm-hmm. and I think that like, I, I definitely, I definitely was heavily influenced by, um, I, I sort of wanted to straddle that line of like, I loved hardcore music and punk music and I loved mm-hmm. hip hop music. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to be able to sort of like straddle that line of not necessarily being one or the other because I loved both equally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, <clears throat> I mean, I was obsessed with you know, all all kinds of music, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, hip hop was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even from when I was like really, really little to when mm-hmm. you know to throughout my life, and that was definitely it. Definitely, um, I think it added a kind of like a c- cynical edge to me, mm-hmm. and like, and definitely part of like my humor too. Like, I love clowning on people. i think that that definitely is you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i think it sort of like comes from that like i don't know i was always skeptical of people that were like super nice Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know like i I, like i like it's great to be nice but i'm just Mm -hmm. like where's your edge you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i don't know yeah i feel you man yeah (laughs) i think yeah yeah. i think that's a new york thing too i just think like you know, just yeah. there's just like a cynicism there. No, I I agree. I definitely agree. <laughs> I, I you know I, now that you mentioned it, yeah, like I'm always yeah I'm always like really you you're not you you you're that you know uh, curated like when <laughs> I meet people I'm just like come yeah. on man you got a dark side and exactly. I and I do especially exactly. when I when I especially when I go drinking I'm like hey man <laughs> yeah yo what's your vice dude like. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, and you yeah, just get, yeah. you get people probably looking at you in horror, like, "What do you mean?" Yeah. It's like, "Come on, what's your angle?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> what really gets you out of the bed? We'll really get you out of bed in the morning. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, um, <clears throat> yeah, but I loved all that stuff, you know, and, and I, it, and it's really like that, that it's, it's weird. Like it, it all somehow led to my career as a teacher. Cause I just mm -hmm. loved, I loved words. I loved, you know, lyrics i loved wordplay i loved mm -hmm. all that stuff and you know that latch naturally leads to books and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know i ended up ended up teaching you know which, which is cool I, I dig it yeah man that's that's awesome dude so 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 yeah man um would you say like there were any particular like major influences in your life because like um you know, I guess you can, you don't have to stick to music at all or anything. Um, Cause like, um, I remember going to your place and, and like teaching you some, some songs, like a, like a, a, a kin songs or something on the guitar. I don't know what the fuck, why I went to your house, but I remember like, I, I you remember that day? I, I, I came by and we were like jamming on the guitar. Yeah. 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 And that was, was that, that was before the reformation. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. I was way before. Yeah. 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 Um, and I remember like, yeah, because I, I thought you were like older because you were like so mature. And I was like, I was like, oh, shit, man, you're you're still in high school and shit. And like, um, yeah, we wanted you, you know, to 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 join the kin or whatever, um, you know, that ended up falling apart. But um, yeah, dude. So like what were some of the your influences? Like, you know, was it you know, any particular bands, any particular, you know, artists, um, you know, like family members and stuff? Yeah, you know my my cousin um, Stephen, who I guess he he's he he lives in Rhode Island and he's probably like I don't know five or six years older than I am, mm -hmm. and uh, he he was like a skateboarder in the late '80s, and he you know had all of the, like the prototypical punk rock stuff like Descendants, mm -hmm. Misfits. Dead Kennedys, Black Flag, mm -hmm. um, and other cool stuff too, like the specials. Mm -hmm. And um, and I, I just thought he was the coolest guy in the world, you know. And he and he listened to like DRI. And then it was literally like a summer later, he was like, "I'm into hip hop now." <laughs> <laughs> and it was all like, just like I don't know, some of the best. It was probably like ninety one two mm -hmm. um and it was just like you know um like nas helter skelter j ru mm -hmm. the damager gangstar like yeah just stuff yeah. like i didn't and it was so i loved the grimy sound of it i mm -hmm. just, it, and you know that so it's funny because like he was really you know it and i and you and you called it underground hip-hop you know what i mean yeah it was, yeah it was <laughs> it wasn't anything that was like played on the radio or whatever and it was mm -hmm. like but it was so good and um and it's like it's funny because he you know he's the same dude and he kind of got me interested in these both kinds of music mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um i mean when i was in like sixth or seventh grade I mean, like, I probably have a story that's similar to a lot of other people with, like, Nirvana and Green Day, mm -hmm. you know, and, like, MTV and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But, you know, eventually I got to be obsessed with the Ramones when I was in, mm -hmm. like, seventh grade. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, and I just I don't know why they were just so dumb, and I loved it. it just, <laughs> and I remember being in seventh grade and saying like, I'm gonna buy every Ramones record there is, and I'm and, and I'm gonna go to Record Town at the South Shore Mall and buy every Ramones record. <laughs> and um, but at like the same time, I was also like obsessed with Wu Tang Clan. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was that was really like peak Wu-Tang because it mm-hmm. was when all the solo records were coming out like 93, 94, yep. 95 and, right, yeah. um, and I would make these like mega mixtapes of like the four uh, from like the four first solo records of like you know Method Man, Old Dirty Bastard, Raekwon <laughs> and the yeah. Jizza, and I would just like make these like mega Wu-Tang mixes and listen to them <laughs> obsessively like obsessively yeah. um but yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, like it, it was, it was a, it was a weird time because there was like, there, then, and and that was kind of before I was really even aware of like alternative. I don't even want to say alternative culture because mm-hmm. like, if you think of like, say like Lollapalooza or the or the Beastie Boys and stuff like yeah. that, it's sort of like, you know, married. What I came to realize years later were like elements of like punkish subcultures. Mm-hmm. With like elements of hip hop subcultures, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and I think I was always kind of headed in that direction, and it just sort of like took me, you know, I just like took some weird paths to get there. Yeah, um, yeah, it's interesting. You you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, it's you know, just kind of sounds like you know you were trying to you know you were following what you were interested in, um, and you know there wasn't a lot you know of um what's a good term like you weren't really I guess influenced by you know the i don't know the, the fuck the term is like the zedig zedig guys want to how to say yeah it, but, uh, right right you know because like at that time you know if you were you know um you know watching tv or being influenced by what was out there you'd be listening to like i don't know like limp biscuit or <laughs> something like that right or or you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think but, that, yeah. that was like a that was like a little later. I think. a later, okay. I think so because like, in the in like the earlier nineties, you know what it was? Everything was grunge, and it was like okay, yeah. And it was like after Kurt Cobain's suicide, like ninety four, ninety five, ninety six was like the years of like. I mean, I can appreciate it now, mm-hmm. but but at the time, I was like. I don't care about Alice in Chains. I don't yes, care. yes, yes. I don't. Yes. I don't care about Soundgarden or Stone mm-hmm. Temple Pilots or any of this mm-hmm. stuff. Like I know, like it's it's hard rock and it's good and all, but like I wasn't really feeling it. And at the same time, in that same era of like ninety five, ninety six, what was on the radio it was like, um, it was kind of like the like, who's that, Mr. Jones and me. Mr. Jones. That's what oh, Counting Crows. Counting Crows. That's what I remember. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That was like that was like VH1 rock. Yeah. Like. But but like I guess like ninety four, ninety five was like a lot of Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre. Yeah. And like I and like I liked that stuff when I was younger, but ever since I got introduced to quote quote unquote underground hip hop, which was like mm-hmm. very East Coast centric. Yeah. I yeah. lost I lost all interest in that mm-hmm. and then and like Biggie came on the radio and he was cool 
mm-hmm. but it was like a, a little too it was a little too polished for me yeah. like i preferred like the griminess of like mm-hmm. craig mac craig mac or whatever. yeah craig mac man yeah <laughs> you know so you, yeah it was like a it, it's funny because i like I, I liked a lot of different punk stuff and the punk stuff just like i just got i just and, and the hip-hop stuff like i just latched onto it and just mm-hmm. kept kept getting as much as i could get my hands on mm-hmm. and it was it was weird because I, I think i got like a couple issues of thrasher at some okay. point yeah and yeah. it would it would like cover both it would like mm-hmm. there'd be there'd be something on like a, a like on something rap related and then something punk related and i was kind of like okay this is this is cool like yeah. you don't you don't have to be like a metalhead or just a hip-hop dude like you can listen you can appreciate these different styles yeah i think that was like really uh, evident in 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 the skate videos at the time yeah yes yes um, what was that what was that skate shop in bayshore um special sauce special sauce yeah like that was like the the spot where it was it was the happy medium it was like you know that little bit of hip-hop little it's basically you know either it's you know a mix of drum machines and yeah guitars you know <laughs> like, yeah. uh, it was but you know i think in a lot of bands tried to marry the two like i yeah. guess you know what i mean but it i don't know for me it never really worked i just liked those two things as they were you know yeah you and know i what's... didn't need to mix it like yeah you know what's funny is i think like everyone there was like a moment in the 90s when everyone kind of believed that like that heavy music and rap like should be put together. <laughs> yeah. Like if, if you listen to uh, the Judgment Night soundtrack, did you ever listen to the Judgment Night soundtrack? No, no, I haven't. I got to, uh, yeah, not maybe for a long, 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 long time. So the Judgment Night soundtrack was was all mashups of like hip hop groups and and uh, and and rock groups. So there's like. Cypress Hill and Pearl Jam, uh, um, <laughs> Helmet and House of Pain, um, Onyx and Biohazard, and it was like, and it was okay, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And it was I just like, googled it. I just googled it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was like all this, all these mashups. And it was kind of like, yo, this is gonna be. This is the next thing. It was yeah. like, this is sick. You know, and, and and I guess out of that, you, like Rage Against the Machine kind of came out of that, and yeah. they're they're probably like the only thing that came out of that. Yeah, they, 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 they pulled it off. They, That's they, like they legit, ex- exactly. Yeah, but but it was really there was like it was there was a crescendo building because, you know, of the of the of the two different kinds of subcultures that like, you know, giving each other props and like, mm-hmm. you know, and then it just got ruined with Limp Biscuit. Yeah, because didn't like KRS One and Sick of It All do something together? Yes, they like. Yeah, KRS One, oh, dude, KRS One. <laughs> yo, KRS One is on an REM song. He's on that first REM song. Really? Yeah, he's. It's uh, what is it? Something about the radio, free radio, something. And he and it's not like good. It's just him, kind of like. <laughs> It's just him kind of like backing up Michael Stipe here and there, like. <laughs> but it's oh. but he's on it, like it's it's like he's the man. He, he just <laughs> he, he is was, man. He was always bouncing around, <laughs> but it's like um, 
Yeah, dude. It, it, but the, the, the like at special sauce, like you were saying, like one of the things like there were these old Bayshore dudes that used to hang out at special sauce that were like, they were like, I was like a child. I was, I was like 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And these guys were like, I don't know, in their twenties, mm-hmm. but they're like, you know, they were like black dudes and they, and they would wear like DRI shirts. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is, I was like, this is sick. And they would, you know, like listen to whatever, like listen to old dirty bastard, listen to mm-hmm. exhibit, like listen to whatever. And it was kind of like, this is chill, you know? Yeah, so what would, do you know anything about the history of that place or anything? Or like what, what that, cause I remember like, it was just like this, if it's, it's felt like a, it's felt like California going, I don't know why I had that feeling, but I guess, cause it wasn't, I don't know. I just remember it's going inside and it'd be like, people with dreads and they're playing chess and stuff i'm like what are these <laughs> yes that's right they had the yeah. chess table i told yeah. <laughs> you know what i don't really know the three dudes that founded it but i know that when they opened up they like originally were skateboards and and snowboards and mm-hmm. like the snowboards just kind of like fell by the wayside and it was <laughs> it became pretty clear that like you're, you're going to be a skate shop and they kind of got friendly with all these Bayshore locals who I mentioned before, like Mm -hmm. these guys, these guys, um, some of them had been skating professionally. Like, uh, you know, there were the bell brothers, uh, Mike and Matt bell. I think Matt bell skated for neighborhood at one point. Um, Mm -hmm. just like, you know, there was like a rich history of, in Bayshore of, of people skating and, you know, being into it. And these guys sort of like, came in and not co-opted it but just like became part of this crew and like a whole scene sort of like came out of that of of younger kids and when i was in high school i mean skateboarding was humongous yeah yeah it was giant and it wasn't a white boy thing like no like it like, like there was definitely white you know it was definitely a white boy thing still like kids who surfed definitely skated but it was not only a white boy thing yeah yeah and and it was uh it was cool as hell and um you know they had uh they would have dj battles there they would have um like in-store performances by um you know th- at one of their skate demos they had uh n-e-r-d play at one of their oh, really sk- yeah man like it was like a spot and um I don't really know what happened. I, I guess like, you know, I think honestly, I think like once Nike got involved in skateboarding mm-hmm. um, and with Nike SBs and they, I, I don't really know. Like it seemed like the whole culture kind of went ma- mainstream to the point where like a smaller shop like that wasn't really able to compete. That's a good point, man. I Yeah, it's a really good point because I, I remember like, yeah, because that was that was like literally there was like one other surf skate shop somewhere in, in Bayshore, I think it was like a house or something. But I remember like that was the one spot where you can get all the dope stickers. Yes. They, they, they had like all of this different cool skateboards and and um, just the atmosphere. And then the mall, the South Shore Mall, right, yes. that it got redone and then yeah like yeah i know, then, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about you're talking about that place scream yeah scream scream yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and it was like you know a, a, there a lot of different places sort of like suck you know sucked off business from 
like low smaller shops like special mm -hmm. sauce and um you know like they're just a small real retailer i don't i don't know what kind of relationships they had with vendors or whatever mm -hmm. but i don't think that rent price uh, that rent uh was was really cheap for that location on main yeah. street Bayshore either yeah. but but to even go to go back to music for a second special sauce opened up a record store for for a part for uh oh okay like half their half their store was dedicated to uh records at one point and this guy nick pepe ran the shop and uh he was just so cool man he was he was really nice like he took my phone number he knew i was into records like if they would get a you know like somebody would come in and sell their collection of stuff he'd call me up and be like duncan i just got a bunch of stuff you're gonna be into like you know mr lift and this and acrobatic and come again you know <laughs> he, and i and he was cool as hell he i i worked there a couple times for him and i was in high school oh, wow. and I, well i was in high school and he was like yeah i can't really pay you but i can give <laughs> I could give you a couple records and I'm like, all right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, I am the smartest guy in the world. <laughs> but, uh, and I ended up doing a couple of like street team things for him where he mm -hmm. got me tickets to like local hip hop shows at like the knitting factory and stuff. And I went okay. and pat passed out flyers and stuff and networked and all that. And, it was pretty oh, cool. Wow. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. But, you know, to, to bring it full circle, now I am, you know, a 37-year-old adult. Well, I pretend to be. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm into buying, like, uh, retro video games. Mm -hmm. and, oh, I, nice. and I went to this shop near my house, and who's working there but Nick Pepe. No the way. Guy, the guy from Special Sauce. And he said... He got out of record collecting because it like got booty because everyone every, all the prices got driven up by collectors mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. like it was like you you know like the, the idea of like going to a store and digging for records and like getting good finds like just became impossible because mm -hmm. it got flooded with money and he said that he got hardcore into retro gaming collecting and he said <laughs> And he said a lot of his old DJs that used to come into Sauce did the same thing. Really? So it's like a pipeline to yeah. <laughs> something yeah. going on there. I know. I know. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, now I bring my daughter into this little video game shop. And it's so cool. We like look at old Atari games and like, you know, just scope everything out. And she's really into it. So we like... It's like it's like going into a museum, you know. Yeah. Hanging out and checking, you know, it's really cool. That's dope, man. Oh, cool. Yeah. I didn't know that, man. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sweet, man. So, uh, so yeah, man. Thanks for yeah, man. We uh went to a, a like some some uh you know local history. You know, we did, right? Yeah, yeah. it's awesome, we, man. We definitely did. We definitely <laughs> did. So. So, all right, man, like, so, yeah, that, that was, like, all up to high school, dude. Like, that, you know, so, like, yeah, man, you had a pretty uh, active, um, you know, I guess we all did to some extent, I guess. But, like, yeah. So, like, after high school, um, right, that that is when we, we kind of reconnected again through the Reformation, right? Yes, yes. So, I, I went to college my first year and uh, 
it, that was 2001, and I think almost immediately we started jamming. It was like September, mm-hmm. or October, November 2001, and um, it was me, Rob McAllister, and Chris Nolte, and we were jamming, and we like wanted a bass player, and I think you you were like. It wasn't like you weren't into music anymore, but we were like, I don't know if he's going to be into playing like punk tunes, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, we tried out this other dude, uh, really nice guy, this guy Mark Perro, who went on to be in that band, The Men. Oh, um, yeah. And uh, he was like, you know, he really didn't know how to play the instrument, so we were. He was like, you know, if it works, that's cool. If not, no big deal. Mm-hmm. And then we and then we got you and it was just like yeah this is obviously what the band is. <laughs> yeah um, man, it was like yeah I remember playing with you guys. I was like f- like finally you know how like you know when you're in a band and there's like maybe one or two other people that you know aren't that good and yeah it, but, you know you just kind of like eh you know it's, it's it is what it is. But I remember when I played with you guys it's like oh we're we're all we're all good. <laughs> I yeah, remember that. yeah we we sounded good. I was definitely the weak link in that band music no way way. dude well i I don't think so i just in terms of like i am not i'm not that great i mean like i i trust me i can hold my own but like Mm -hmm. i i'm not a great player and i don't have great instincts when it comes to what to play so like it was (laughs) it was always a lot of work to like be okay (laughs) <laughs> do you well, know what i mean like, yeah yeah well i guess it paid off man because when in capital man you you, you kill it on base dude yeah yeah well, man. <laughs> i mean thank you i appreciate that but i i feel like the reformation was uh that was real deal man like we practiced twice a week we played i don't know two three shows a month sometimes yeah yeah sometimes multiple shows in a weekend like we played all the time yeah man it was fun dude it was. It was like I don't know, three years of just playing. Mm-hmm. Con- we played constantly. Yeah, yeah. We didn't stop, man. We, we played anywhere, man. We, we played we like- everywhere. We played so <laughs> many shows. I'm, I always find myself. I always find myself somewhere like random on Long Island or somewhere <laughs> in the city or something, and I'm like, Reformation played around here. At one yeah. <laughs> You know, it's nuts, man. Yeah, and um, it, that, it's, yeah, we were just we were so I was so dedicated to it. I remember feeling like it was life or death. Yeah, I, you know, I, I definitely have my my regrets about you know leaving to Japan because like you know I left right when the there was like a definitely a boom in like the the mid two thousands in like Brooklyn, right? Like just yeah, for sure everybody was getting signed right there was just lots you know i guess gentrification or whatever but like there was a, a lot more opportunities and um i remember like thinking oh man i should have i should have stayed but i don't know like you know I, you know this could have would have should have but uh it was fun dude i i i kind of felt like you know during that time when we were playing um the the scene didn't really you know we had what was that one the one spot um seven uh local seven local seven like that was like the one solid spot that ha- had shows but it was it was tough man it was it was, a, it was really tough and then yeah, like right after that 
everybody you know was just was not everybody but you know it was a lot of a, a lot easier to tour go to different countries because the internet was opening up right like yeah um yeah anyway we were, it was fun dude we were also kind of like i don't want to say a weird band like i think we were a little uh ahead of our time in terms of like the style because we didn't really sound like anyone and uh <laughs> And, yeah, nobody had three singers playing no, instruments. It, it's really funny because, like, I have like I really have no regrets about that. But part of me wishes I could go back and just be like, you know what? I'm not going to sing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you. You know, man. like, yeah. like, all right, yeah. you know what? Like, we should have a singer. Two, yeah, I think two tops. <laughs> yeah, two. T- yeah, I think you know what? We probably would have gotten a lot uh a lot more i guess like uh exposure if we just said you know we need a a, a leg- like a legit singer yeah right? or like, like I, I, mean, well, I just mean like i just mean like one of us like yeah i just think it it was so it was such a it was such like a fertile time of like mm-hmm. experimenting and, yeah, yeah. and doing this and doing that and, and like you know we were very kind of democratic in our approach like mm-hmm. You know, if, if somebody's got something, bring it. Like, yeah, you yeah. got a part. Let's do it. Let's work it out. Mm-hmm. And like, I, it was really good for um, like communicating with each other and mm-hmm. sort of like having faith in each other's ideas and supporting one another. But you know, you look at that band and it's like it it lacked a cohes a cohesive cohesiveness. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know I, I again wouldn't change a thing about it and, and truthfully I think if we kept going it would have gotten more cohesive yeah, yeah. you know well, yeah we would yeah I mean we would have maybe you know gone and did separate things too um, you know yeah um, but I think yeah we you know I think uh, that might have been at least speaking for myself a little bit of lack of um, it's a mix like a little bit of ego but definitely a lack of self confidence like you know i i didn't want to you know what i mean like i was just kind of following what everybody else was doing and i was just like all right yeah cool yeah. like you yeah. know um i didn't want to really put my foot down and i think yeah if if any of us were to do that you know i think it would have i don't know maybe would have been taken the wrong way whatever yeah probably yeah, i don't know yeah I, who knows I, I, I mean, I probably would have because I was young and stupid as shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, it's <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, it's funny because, like, you know, it, it, I, again, no regrets about it, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a, it was a great experience. I just, oh, yeah. you know, and, and we played with all kinds of bands too. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I can't tell you how many people we got to meet through those early shows and, you know, people that are like, I remember you from then, and <laughs> you know, yeah. it's it's cool. It, it 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 was it was a great experience, and honestly, just hanging out was so fun. Oh, that, I think that was the best part, man. Yeah, just all the shit we got up to, man, and yeah, uh, yeah, man, oh man, just uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I remember, um, yeah, I guess you know, I I remember when you, yeah, I think you were the first person to to find out about the the mars volta i remember when you first brought their ep and we were like what the fuck is this man this is awesome remember, yeah. remember that yeah of course yeah man that was just like yeah that was that was cool about practice as well because we'd always bring new stuff and 
and listen to it and stuff. Yeah, practices were great. We had, you know, and that's so much part. That's so much of what made it fun, especially in the in the beginning when we had like Rob's basement. It was so yeah. com- so comfortable. Yeah, and we could, you know, there was no time pressure really of like, you know, it was, you know, and moving to the practice space was good and all, but yeah. Yeah. And, but it's like I don't know. I I love that sort of comfortable vibe where you can just chill and like not have that sort of like oh there's another band coming in we gotta go you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was great, dude. I I can't believe like I look back. I was driving to Long Island from the Bronx twice a week to practice. Fuck man, yeah, yeah, what yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that? that's right man yeah dude so yeah so what 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 was up with that so you started school in yeah. what what's what, what was your first school the I first went, university I went, to, I, I went to manhattan college okay um for a year and it was great i liked it it was just um you know uh, it just didn't make sense because i you know when i started the the band wasn't really like a thing yet mm-hmm. and uh you know, I, I wanted to be in the city. I wanted to be closer to, you know, everything going on. But like, mm-hmm. then we started playing and I started coming home all the time. So, it, you know, I was there for one, I was there for two semesters and then I ended up transferring to Stony Brook. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just, it, you know, it just made sense. Yeah. But, but it's funny because that's like a major life decision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was made entirely because of the band. Because of the band, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's nuts, like so, it's so crazy. Like I, you know, I think about all the big life decisions that have re- re- revolved around. Like, well, am I still going to be able to make music? And you know, <laughs> with my friends, like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty funny. And I remember we we, we even played a show show at. At that school, we did, man. That was the big one. That was the big <laughs> yeah. one. We played with the, we played with the Get Up Kids. That was amazing. No, no, that that was yeah. We played um in Stony Brook with the Get oh, Up Kids. Oh, oh, we played another yeah Manhattan. Yes, because uh, that girl liked you or something. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, but dude, don't you remember we got paid like five hundred bucks or something? <laughs> yeah, it was what? like it was something insane, like. <laughs> And it was Holy like, shit, yeah, man. of course, we'll play. I think we played like in the church or like <laughs> something was weird. It was man. so weird. It was bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, was, yeah, man. That was, I remember that, that. was crazy. You, that was you were crazy. like, yeah, I think because like those supposed to be other. We were like the only band that played, or like I don't know what it was, but I remember you were like, yeah, you were telling us like I think she likes me or something because she yeah, gave us all that money for she the gave us, So I feel like it's more than five hundred, honestly. <laughs> It was like it was like an absurd amount of money, and we were like, "Yeah," and they had to like write us a check. <laughs> so I was like, all right, whatever. That's probably the most money I made from music in my entire life. Yeah, like dude, accumulatively. Totally. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Holy shit! Yeah, man. And then yes, the Stony Book with the Get Up Kids and stuff. So yeah, oh, that was some good times, man. So, so then yeah, so what 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 um. So you were always going to be a teacher. I remember that. Like, that was like your thing. Um, yeah. Was like, you know, writing. And didn't you win some awards in, in high school as well or something? Yeah. For, for and, writing. 
Yeah, in high school I did. I can't believe you remembered that. I won some creative writing awards in high school, and um, I loved writing. I, I, I you know, like I, I still do. I guess um, it, it's I, you know, everything is a little less life or death to me now as when it was when I was a kid. You know, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, when when you were getting ready to go to Japan. I joined that band, Thieves and Assassins. Thieves and Assassins. Yeah, man. I love, I love, I love that. The demo, yeah. the album. Uh, yeah, the, was that like an EP or? Yeah, we did a yeah. we did a bunch of different stuff, and we went through like a bunch of iterations. But I, I actually took a little bit of time off from school, and we toured a bit, like during the semester, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, we played at in the band that time was, uh, you know, Rick Jimenez. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, like, we just very driven. And I just realized, like, I think I just realized, like, I'm not cut out for, like, being a, being a road dog, you know, mm-hmm. like, eight months of the year or whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm a little too bougie for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah man like yo like mad props to, to freaking rick you know yeah uh, rick's rick subterfuge aka rick you know this is hell rick extinction ad you know just yeah uh that dude is just you know is a driven driven guy man he Much is. props to him man he is Fun, funny guy too man he is funny yeah. and, and you know like i think at the time like i would get into all these argue you know i would argue with him all the time and i think <laughs> Honestly, I, I think I was just immature and, and not wanting to accept the fact that, like, it wasn't a good fit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it was good because he ended up quitting the band and going on and doing his own thing. And then Thieves, yeah. Thieves became, like, a much more chill, sort of, like, at our own pace kind of a thing mm-hmm. with uh, Dan Brenner and Jeremy mm-hmm. Roman. And uh, so it was it was good. It was, like... And and honestly, being on tour with him for we it wasn't a long time. It was only like maybe a couple of months, but we would stay at these houses of like other hardcore kids who, you know, were like my, were like our age. Like at that mm-hmm. point, at that point, I was twenty one, and mm-hmm. you know, you had like three or four kids in a house together renting a house, and it was like a house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, this is what I want. Like, I want to be, I want the house where the band stays after the show. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I want the stable thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to build something and, mm-hmm. like, lay down some roots. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's what we ended up doing. We ended up coming home from tour. And I ended up moving into a house with uh, Chris Nolte and yeah. uh, Lee. And Lee and uh, Travis Paduano, and mm-hmm. we were there for a long time. I mean, I mean, like different roommates came and went, but I think I was there for a total of six years. About yeah, because I remember when I went back to visit, you guys had a show in in the house. Yes, yes, <laughs> yep, yep. We would have uh, we would have like keg parties and have shows, whatever, and bands would stay over, and it was just like. It was good because I, you know, it was pretty close to Stony Brook University. I could mm-hmm. commute. I could commute up there. Had my own little bedroom where I could mm-hmm. treat it as an office and get my work done, and then yeah. and then go to practice with the bands or whatever. And it was, uh, 
it 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 was it was just like a much better fit. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's a dope it's a dope spot, man. I remember going there. Yeah. Um, it was a nice nice party and stuff, and uh, yeah, man. I was like, oh, this yeah, these guys are doing it. Yeah, it was awesome, man. It was it was it was good times, man. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. It was it was cool, man. We we recorded a Capitol record there. Um, Dope. yeah, which it was, it was a really, it was a, it was like, again, like a fertile time, like a lot of, a lot of songs got written there. A lot of, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it, it was, it was a good time in my life for sure. Dope, man. So, um, so yeah, man, you know, talking for almost an hour. Um, so yeah. So like, what are you up to now, man? Like, so, you know, you, you, uh, you know, just to recap, you know, Grew, grew up in Bayshore, you know, did lots of music stuff where, in, in, you know, going between like, I guess, kind of both worlds between hip hop music and, you know, more like like punk hardcore stuff. And then you started, you know, creating the music. I, me- I remember you had a rap, uh, you had a mixtape or something, man. I remember that. It was dope, man. You still have it or? I, you know what? I, I guarantee my sister has it. I guarantee. <laughs> yeah, it was it wasn't bad, man. I mean, you know, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember then. I remember you were like really into Sage Francis for a while uh, as well, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I did yeah. like Sage Francis. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, and then you know you went to, you went to school in Manhattan, and then you know because of the Reformation, for better or worse, you ended up going to Stony Brook. You know, um, in Re- Reformation. You know, I, I I fucking left. You guys never jumped me, which is uh, thanks for that because I was this the song right. <laughs> that's uh, right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and then uh, and then yeah. So uh, yeah. So um, you know, after you 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 finished up at Stony Brook, uh, yeah. What 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 happened next, dude? Well, it's funny, man. I mean, like, cause my my parents moved off of Long Island as soon as oh, I went gra- to Rhode Island. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. Like that was as soon as I graduated high school. So when I came back to Long Island after my first year of college, I was living with a girlfriend, and then I moved in, like, w- with the homies, and we were just kind of. Mm-hmm. I was going through Stony Brook, so I didn't really have any connection to Bayshore for years. I mean, this mm-hmm. was like. I don't know, five or six years. And I ended up doing my student teaching there and got hired right out of student teaching. Dope, man. In Bayshore, yeah. So (laughs) it's pretty crazy, full circle. Um, I have been there now for, I'm going to say, 14 years. Wow, wow. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I teach great, you know, I have great, students i love my department i love my colleagues i'm actually uh just finishing up my uh advanced postmaster certificate in educational leadership so i could potentially do administration something with administration someday i'm actually just finishing my internship in like two weeks so i'll be certain congrats man thank you very much i'll be certified by january 1st for building leadership and district district leadership you know, I, I love teaching. I love being in the classroom, but uh, I love working with people. I, you know, and I, I want to mm-hmm. work. I think a little more directly with families in mm-hmm. in the school district. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Um, so that's what I'm doing. I, you know, I have a great daughter. She's nine years old. She keeps me busy. She likes Nintendo. <laughs> Nice. um yeah dude oh and i'm playing in a band still i am in a yeah, band. victory garden right yeah i'm playing yeah. in victory garden i mean like the pandemic definitely 
just threw a wrench in everything. I think yeah. that's probably the case for everyone. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we haven't really done we're, – we're recording a song right now for a comp, but um, yeah, Victory Garden's great. It's with members of uh, the Smith Brothers from uh, Backtrack and their brother Michael, who is in Hangman, and uh, Joey, who is in Capital, actually plays drums. And um, mm-hmm. it's, it's super fun. I feel like it's the best thing I've ever done musically just because of like – kind of like the conversations we were having before of like mm-hmm. – you know, somebody's got to sit down and tell you, like, don't sing here, or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I'm such a better judge now to know what not to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it's great, you know. And uh, I'm gonna we're gonna keep doing that. Try to record a full length or something um, pretty soon, and just kind of take it one day at a time. You know, I'm I'm really just looking forward to, uh, you know trying to get through this pandemic and uh you know get out on the other side feeling okay and making sure that my daughter feels okay you know what yeah. i mean yeah dope man yeah, yeah man that's that's awesome man and, and uh yeah man i think you ended up teaching my little sister i maybe... did yes. yeah 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 <laughs> that's right yeah she my did. maybe my cousins as well yeah um yeah i don't know if you're joe josie and, and jackie uh anderson they went to Bayshore as well. But yeah, my little sister, yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, Mr. McDougal. I'm like, who? Oh, yeah, yeah, they're dunking. Yeah, man, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy because, you know, like, it's been 14 years. Like, I'm not I'm not even a – I'm not a young teacher anymore. Like, I'm just <laughs> I'm just a guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean? Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. you should see all the gray in my beard, you know. Like, <laughs> it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's nuts, man. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, that we get, we get. I just turned forty this year, man. So I, I know oh, all about it, man. Oh, congratulations, man. Yeah, yeah thanks, man. <laughs> That's fantastic. But, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, so yeah, man. Like, yeah, thanks for that, man. Props, yeah. I can't, and my sister, she's already twenty fucking five. That That's is nuts. insane. Yeah, yeah. God, damn. <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, like, oh, okay. Twenty Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just nuts, dude. Sherilyn. Yeah, Charlene, yeah. Wow. <laughs> a grown woman, man. That is like nuts. Hitting me up. She's like, you know, trying to get into investing and stuff like yeah, I was like, I wish I wish I was more successful to give yeah, you good life her. advice. Good yeah. for her, man. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, oh, should I get into Bitcoin? I'm like, yo, you're asking the wrong I'm sorry for failing you as a big brother. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I, got, I got her in touch with some of the friends about it. Uh, but I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that guy. It's like, I know nothing about it, which means you probably should do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. You're, you're on the right path. Yeah, exactly. Are you, are you, you're not in a band? Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so true. One so step true. ahead of me. That's absolutely true. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh, dude, that's great. Oh man, but yeah, dude. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, man. This we can start wrapping it up. But um, yeah, I ask uh, all of my guests this question, and that is, um, as you know, it's a podcast. You know, generally for people who are learning English. So, can you speak any other languages, even a few words uh, other than English? Uh, and if so, please share. Oh man, uh, I should have I should have thought of this before. Um. <laughs> Damn, Phil es uh, mi amigo bueno para 
muchos años y, uh, y, y, te, y te amo, mi, mi amigo. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, uh, muchos gracias, uh, <laughs> mi hombre, or something. I don't know. I, so I was, Spanish is garbage, man. <laughs> dude, I was, oh, so I was actually like seeing this girl for a while. It was like two, year, two years ago. And she spoke like no, she spoke Spanish. And mm -hmm. my at the time, my Spanish was on fire. Like, really? Yeah, it killing was it. on fire. And so at one point, I was dreaming in Spanish. It was like, <laughs> but it's it's been too long. It's been like two years, so it's all yeah. gone. it's all gone now. That, that's what they say, man. You know, it's, that's the best way to learn is is is, is to uh, be in love yeah. with someone. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was real hard though. I was like constantly translating in my head, and there was one. There were some points where I was just like, "Can we just, can we, just, can we just sit in silence for a little bit?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. getting tired. It's it's work, dude. It's it so, is work. Oh, yeah, it really is. So major props to all the language learners out there. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 uh, yeah, man. I'm, I'm amazed with um you know with with the students that I've had over the years, and um you know, yeah, it's it's uh. It's amazing to see, you know, uh, learners learn and then they, you know, especially when they come back, you know, because I, I taught high school for a while, for about 10 years, over right. 15 years I taught high school. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, you'll be at the, I'll be at the mall or something and with with my family and it's simply like, oh, hey, Philip Sensei. I'm like, oh, and it's like, they just talk to me in English. I'm like, wow, like you, wow, That's like amazing. Great. Yeah, That's it's just great. nuts. That's yeah, great. yeah. You know, it's just like, well, you are awesome, man. Like, I remember when, you know, we were, you know, practicing the L and the R sound. And now, you know, you know, you speak better English than I do. You have better grammar than I do. That's amazing. You know, it's amazing. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Cool as hell, but, man. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, man, yo, yo, Duncan, thank you so much. It was, it's so great to catch up with you, man. And uh, yeah, man, we should, uh, you know, like even aside from the podcast, man, we should definitely catch up. I want to ask you more about, you know, this retro gaming stuff. Uh, yeah, man, it sounds like a really cool hobby, man. Hell um, yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I would love that. I was, this has been uh, an absolute pleasure. I, I loved every second of it. Thank you so much for having me. I had no doubt, man. And so, yeah, thank you for being a hero that I call by their first name, brother. No doubt, son. <laughs>